I remember the day he came to our farm, just before harvest time. He introduced himself. We talked some. And he told me about something that had never been done before. How soybeans like mine were now being used for a new kind of cooking oil. It seems the folks who make Crisco had come up with Olean, an oil that fries up snacks without adding any fat or calories. Make them taste specially good. So I told him, that sounds all right. And now I see what I'm part of, and it makes me feel good. Coming soon from the makers of Crisco, new fat-free Olean, a good place to start. Hello, and welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, back with Parks Miller. Parks, what's up? Hi. It's <laughs> me. I feel like I said that really. <laughs> you did. Um, I did. What's up, Ryan? How's it going? Uh, it's good. Um, we're doing another another food thing. I mean, obviously, that commercial mm-hmm. that we just played is the is the dead giveaway uh, as to what the topic is, and also that yeah. that commercial is very misleading because it seems a lot less chaotic and gross than what the culture dumps uh, coverage of that product is going to be. Of course, I mean that's what a commercial is all about: is uh, trying to make the the product seem as nice and um, not shit your pantsy, you know, consumable as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, well, uh, this I mean, just a heads up, we're going to have a lot of shit talk in this episode. And this is easily the most immature episode that we'll probably ever do. Uh. (laughs) This is definitely the most this this lives up to the dump part of culture dumps. And what's funny about that is it's even really why it's a culture dump in the first place is because of a bunch of poop jokes. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's it's very meta. It's a very meta topic. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Olean, um, and we're gonna first of all, I kind of got over my head uh, with this topic because we have to cover some light chemistry. So if you have, if we just happen to have any chemists out there <laughs> that are listening, <laughs> uh, feel free to, uh, you know, send us an email and uh, correct us where I was wrong or send us your thoughts on the chemical makeup of this product. Cause I have no yeah, idea what the fuck I, I was mean- talking about. Right. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is like people in chemists and labs are creating compounds and substances and in hopes that, you know, one of them could become some sort of incredibly successful, like marketable subs, you know, compound. Right. Um, And that's and so people are just like experimenting with different shit all the time. Uh, and those experiments are being funded by, you know, companies that are in, yeah, hoping like, oh, this could be this new miracle oil or this new fat-free substance. This could be the next case. vape juice. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We could have the newest vape juice. On but our we, we are absolutely not chemists, but we do know the culture dump side of it. Yes. And boy, was it dumpy. Yes. All and right. We did lo- and we learned some things. Yeah, along so. the way. <laughs> we learned and we learned some things along the way. Along the way. Yes. Okay. So Olean, aka Olestra. Why is it a dump? Well, it's a dump because it signaled the absolute height of the uniquely American weight loss craze. Rather than trying exercise and utilizing dietary strategies, Olean offered a cheaper and easier option. Eat what you like, as much as you like, and that's it. But the problem was, everything in life is give and take. And while Olean's give was that it might have made your favorite junk food less fattening, the take was that you might shit your pants. Right. And that's Um, the whole thing. Yes, this this magical, miracle, calorie-less fat. Well, it was was uh, fatless. It it, it did have calories, uh, but it was completely non-fat. Well, but I thought it added no calories to whatever it was. Like, that was the thing, right? Well, yeah, it wouldn't add any more calories. and It actually had half the calories, I believe, as the, as the normal products that it was used in. But the, the main thing was that it had zero fat. That, zero that, fat, that's right. What, that's what Olean 
is. Um, so we'll get into it. Yeah, and we were going to do like yeah. a whole Olean, like Dolly Parton, Jolene uh, deal, but didn't. We still can. <laughs> we, we still, still can, can yeah. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I, maybe that's for the Patreon because, uh, yeah, I actually found someone who wrote lyrics to that already. And that uh, was like, those are from what, like 97? That was, this is like, that was a dump within itself finding these lyrics on someone's like weird website from the 90s and they had written it out and said oh lean to the tune of jolene and there's a pretty good <laughs> lyrics so it would actually be like that'd be a great patreon thing to kind of yeah. actually recreate the song which i'm sure there is a recording out there and i'm sure in the 90s uh all the morning shows played it uh, yeah this, totally this is a very this particular subject there's so many jokes i cannot imagine how many like radio show like your drive time your late night talk show host and i mean we get we can see some of those uh videos existing of like just it's such an easy thing to just make fun of uh, right once the claim is that this weight loss product is going to make you shit your brains out um and Which, it actually like, I th sounds like a decent weight loss product to me that well that in <laughs> itself i mean literally i just was received targeted ads for basically a um an enema drink that kind of just but it, you know it says it has like lion's mane mushroom and it says it all it has all these <laughs> different kind of trendy uh ingredients in it but it basically was i was receiving ads for like a laxative like a week ago <laughs> but like a health like a health conscious spiritual laxative i suppose a spiritual um, laxative i feel like that's what uh, this whole damn country uh, needs uh, yeah <laughs> spiritually minded uh, i also want to say that yeah there's always been this kind of uh fascination within the u.s with trying to lose weight without actually changing your eating habits whatsoever right um and that's actually just very american in a lot of ways i mean if you want to lose weight I mean, you do have to maybe not eat it's like, all the potato chips or right. hamburgers that you want. Um, but there's always been it's just been a, a very the, that marketing technique has always worked. We've experienced so I mean, we've even experienced so many diets in our lifetime. You know, there's like Atkins, South Beach, Jenny Keto, Craig. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Slim many different fast, things. The Hollywood Slim diet. Fast. The zone. Exactly. Yeah. So and I, many. I, and I'm sure we're missing many more uh, off the top of their, off, you know, off the top. Oh, so, totally. Well, uh, like these yeah. kinds of um, like diet, like, like diet products, like even like diet Coke and shit. It's very American in the same way that like our get rich quick scheme is where it's like you want the big yes. payoff, but you want to do as little work as possible for it. Right, um, right. Diet. Yeah. Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Um, and I mean, by the same token, there also have been a ton of like workout uh, fads, too. I mean, it just depends, I guess, honestly, if if. To, the real thing is if you want to like live a healthy life, it kind of does involve more than just doing one thing in particular. Um, but we are also very subject to workout crazes here. We've got our CrossFit, our Tybo, and, uh, the the Soul Psycho, Soul Soul Psycho, or whatever is it? What is the Soul thing? Psycho? The, like, that's our new band. That, <laughs> the Peloton, yeah, um, Soul yeah, Cycle, so, yeah, and uh, Sweat yeah, Into the Oldies. which. We, which we've been, yeah, Tybo has been suggested as as a dump. Right. Um, shake I weight has for too. a minute. Shake weight. Oh man, shake weight is great. I mean, that one really did kind of make its way into huge pop culture consciousness. Um, right. I, I just wanted to bring up. We're we're sort of on topic, but I just wanted to bring up the um, that one thing that seemed pretty popular for a second. The capoeira, the like Brazilian dance fighting. Where it was like you were break dancing, <laughs> but then you could like it was kind of I guess the idea is that you were sort of in constant motion, like you're dancing. So then it's like you never know where the kick's gonna come from because they're just moving all the time. It's like the uh, but it was like Zach from the Power Rangers, the Black Power Ranger. He was a break yeah, dancer, but was, he also was a, a fighter. It was yeah, I yeah, it's like breakdance fighting and 
I, I guess you don't remember this capoeira. I do not. Do I'm not very familiar okay. with a lot of exercise. Uh, if, you, if you can imagine. <laughs> I, mean, I just remember in middle school seeing people doing it a lot, like in public places. <laughs> and so it seemed like it, or like, uh, you know, it was around the time of, um, oh, why am I blinking with the parkour? It felt like around oh, the, yeah. those two things were sort of a synonymous uh, new way of moving around. My, my um, parents, uh, like, especially throughout the 90s and early 2000s, they, like, must have tried every one of these, like, f like, you know, uh, contemporary diet crazes and exercise things mm -hmm. like shake weights, bow flex, like all that shit. Mm -hmm. And my dad, he loved the, any one of these things that he could do out in the front yard. So like hoping that yeah. like a, a neighbor would come by and be like, what you doing there? And he'd be like, Oh, Let's well, uh, funny. You should ask. And like get to like yeah. show them. And it was so embarrassing. But anyways, Damn, all that right. does sound really embarrassing, but yeah, but to get back to Olean or, um, Olestra, which we'll get. Yeah. Um, is that this particular uh, compound slash product, um, is, am I even right calling it a compound? This fucking substance, this oil. Uh, it's the a thing chemical. About that is like, yeah, this chemical is aimed particular. like the goal was very much so because the most famous product it was put in was potato chips. So it was, it was like yeah. 100% aimed at like, do not, like lose weight and you don't have to change a damn thing, you know, yes. like some of the other things we mentioned are like change your, you know, like the Atkins or whatever. Like the idea is that you are doing something to your diet or you're doing some kind of exercise and that's going to help you. And this product was sort of like, no, just stay right where you are. My guy, just you're eat doing chips. just just eat chips. <laughs> just that's eat it. Just eat your that's fucking it. chips, you fatso. Yeah. Uh, eat chips and take shits. Eat chips and take sh eating chips and taking shits. And I'm all out of chips. So, so Olean is the brand name of the no of the less calorie fat replacement, uh, which is a chemical, and it's known as Olestra. So here's the difference right off the bat. Olean is the brand name. So, like, yes. like for instance, you have like olive oil, but it might be this brand of olive. You know, like like or like you know, Pam mm -hmm. is spray on fucking uh, Cle whatever Kleenex. It is. Kleenex, Kleenex are tissues, is the, yeah. Is a, is a tissue, yeah. Right. So Olean is Olestra. Because Olestra, yeah, Olestra is the compound, and obviously Olean, you got lean in the name, yeah. and that's going to make you think about your body size. So that's right right there, brilliant marketing off the bat. Right there. And, and everyone loves uh, O in front of things. It's the it's the Irish uh, part of the Oh, US yeah, we do. We have just, you know, just an O... o Brian's uh, O'Reilly's auto parts. O'Reilly auto parts. <laughs> so Olestra was discovered by accident in 1968 by two scientists, Matson and Volpenheim. I don't have their first names. Uh, they both worked for Procter and Gamble. Accidents are going to be a major part of this episode, if you can't already tell. So Matson and Volpenheim had been trying to develop a fat that would be easier to digest for premature babies. Due to the extreme sensitivity of a premature infant's digestive system, they are not able to easily handle your average baby formulas, which is why they wanted to tweak the in ingredients. In 1971, the folks at Procter & Gamble met with the Food and Drug Administration, aka the FDA, to present their work in hopes of getting approval to introduce Olestra into the public market. During the first run of tests, they noticed a drop in the test subject's cholesterol levels, which was due to the fact that Olestra was essentially calorie free um, it didn't add any more calories to, than what was already in the product like like we mentioned earlier but it was completely non-fat it was a fat replacement so there would be zero fat content they attempted to market Olestra first as a drug that one would take to lower cholesterol but they failed the FDA test miserably in a cholesterol lowering drug you must have at least a 15% reduction rate and Olestra fell far below that mark besides realizing that Olestra couldn't just be used by itself as a drug some other more startling discoveries were made. Here's where it's going to get complicated. Yeah. Now, this is going to be uh, a long saga of of um, them trying to get, of Procter & Gamble trying to get FDA approval, starting from 1971. Right. It's not like a vaccine. Um, they can't just push through ch potato chip additives. You know? Also, I just, I just wanted to say a couple other uh, chemical compounds that were discovered on accident. Uh, penicillin was discovered on accident. Um, Vaseline was discovered on ah. accident. 
and a couple doozies, Viagra and <laughs> LSD. <laughs> yeah, um, both Viagra and LSD as a surprise on you um, <laughs> is both uh, equally terrifying and interesting journeys. Like you think you're taking something that's going to maybe like, uh, you know, fix your headache. And then all of a sudden you have like a raging heart on for four hours. You have no idea yeah. why. Or you think like, oh, this is going to curb like my uh, my cravings for a cigarette. And then you're like on fucking Mars. You know, for a few right. hours, I can't like whatever the fuck it, it was. Yeah. And because it's truly is an accident because usually it is they're trying to create something that's going to do something with a complete other uh, intention. I mean, this is still relating to food. Um, yeah. But yeah, for instance, Viagra uh, was originally created because it was trying to cure a disease. Get this called angina. <laughs> now. I might not be pronouncing that right. Angina <laughs> sounds like a pretty serious condition. It's a heart thing, yeah. You, yeah, it's like a heart thing, so I don't want to laugh at it. But, like, I mean, this is our immature episode if we, as opposed to the other ones. But If they were in the description of Viagra, if they were, like, if they had to pay for, like, by letter in the description for what's going to be printed, that was probably a lot. That was probably, like, a big money saver. They're like, oh, we'll just switch a couple letters in Angina, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we can describe uh, the benefits of this drug. That was a terribly stupid joke. So it just, like, doesn't work because, really, Angina is just funny on its own. It's like you can't really touch... You know, it's that's like, like some soprano shit where it's like, what do you mean you got an angina? He could technically not have penisary contact with Ovalvo. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the side effects of Alestra, we have to get into the chemistry. And this is some shit that I am nowhere near qualified to tackle, but I will do my best to not sound like a complete idiot. So here we go. Okay. So Alestra was discovered when Matson and Volpenheim increased the fatty acids in sorbitol molecules. Sorbitol is a type of carbohydrate known as a sugar alcohol or a polyol. What the two scientists discovered was that by adding more fatty acids, the sorbitol became unable to be absorbed into the intestines and therefore would have no effect on the fat content of what it was being used in because essentially it was indigestible. However, sorbitol was expensive, so they replaced it with sucrose, another sugar that is found naturally in plants. Okay, and again, I do not know what the fuck I'm talking about here, but this is what I found. All in all, Olestra is a series of triglycerides, aka energy-yielding fats, that are attached to a sucrose backbone. And rather than having three triglycerides attached, which a normal fat would have, they increased that to eight, which made it so Olestra could not be absorbed into the mucous membranes of the intestines. Now, these extra five triglycerides that they added were artificial fats, so they were sourced from, like, soybean oil and cottonseed. And what it did was it made, again, it made the molecule too big so your body couldn't just take it in instead it would just go all the way out so to speak so yeah. it would just move its way all the way through your system and find its own way out rather than being absorbed by you i i know that this is on a molecular level but it really i imagine this like giant fat <laughs> bubble that you know like like a flubber or something yeah that just like that's not that's not inaccurate I mean, I guess it, yeah, but it's still happening on like a on a, a molecular level. But I just imagine sure. like once it gets in your stomach, it like flubber gets back together and then just like makes a beeline for your for exit. Well, if instead of being like neon green and like super bouncy, a flubber in the movie was made like if his color was like a yellowy amberish, and it came yeah. out in a bubble like out of your butthole, then that would a hundred percent be the the Olestra flubber. Because um, yeah, I want to say. I watched Flubber like a couple years ago, and have you? And and just this is a little dark, but I mean, everyone knows, you know, how Robin Williams met his demise, and he struggled with depression. And even in like the Flubber movie, like the character that he plays is this like really depressed professor, you know, like or like there is a, foreshadowing a, a in Flubber. I think there's foreshadowing in every Robin Williams movie, including Flubber. Yeah. You know, so who, who's to say? That's all. We're that actually, movie starts out incredibly depressing, but that is really an aside, except other than he was a chemist. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, see? Um, we're going to actually, I have a Robin Williams uh, little 
mention later in the episode, funny enough. So it was during the over 10 years of FDA trials that some alarming side effects were discovered. Olestra made it extremely difficult to to absorb essential vitamins such as vitamins A, E, D, and K. So in order for it to be used in food, these vitamins would have to be added in. It also has a negative... I kind of I kind of understand how this one works a little. Right. Uh, just is that it was like the Alestra was actually bonding itself to vitamins A, E, D and K. So if you were getting them from other sources, once it was digesting your stomach, the Alestra was bonding to those vitamins and then it was just basically making it impossible for those vitamins to be absorbed. Oh, so that, yeah. That's a little little chemistry. Yeah. You know, all aboard so the shit your pants train vitamins. Hop on right. in. So it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> choo, choo. So if you're like so basically if you're like eating a carrot or some healthy shit, it's literally taking away the health <laughs> benefits from the good shit you were eating. Right. Or it or even the like the very few natural vitamins that you would find in a snack food like that Olean was yeah. added to. Uh, and what mm-hmm. Olean or Alestra looked like, it's a it's a cooking oil. You know, it was a cooking oil that they could cook things in. Uh, so rather than using like a really fatty like grease, they would use this instead and the foods would be cooked in it. It's it's a cooking oil. That that's like Also, the, and, and when you say that it's funny because it's it is funny how this particular product isn't getting approved by the FDA, but you got to think about you know, that's a really low bar in like 1970 something. I mean, you had like right. fucking Crisco and Jello and like all these crazy <laughs> products that yeah. yeah, that people are eating and using on the regular. They're smoking on planes and they're afraid of this, you know. And this, but this is not okay. So right. that's not a good sign. Well, I think maybe back then there was, exactly, you said like Crisco and all this shit. I think there was like a, what? why would you want to make chips healthier? What the fuck's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like the first yeah. uh, light beer, I believe, was Miller Light, And they were like, like at first everyone was like, what? Like, that's girl shit. Like, why are you doing that to beer? You know, it's like, same thing. Like, what? why do you want to make chips all weird? Like, we, like chips are, like, don't, they're not broken. Don't fix it. You know, that's how people and thought also, of it. Also, back in the day, everyone was just stronger and they walked two miles uphill both <laughs> ways to school. Yeah. Yeah. And to get their chips, their snow, and it was six feet deep. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but Alestra also had a negative impact on dietary carotenoids, uh, carotenoids, uh, which help protect the body against heart disease and certain cancers. But at least it would allow you to eat more chips. So, it was in 1984, the same year that Kellogg's Corn Flakes were granted permission to label their cereal as cancer-reducing, when Procter & Gamble perfected their formula for Olestra and applied for FDA approval for use as a food additive, as well as some commercial uses. After claiming that Olestra would reduce the fat content of food it was added to, they had to prove that it reduced the fat by 35%. They totally passed that because, as we said, the fat just goes all the way through you. It can't be absorbed, so there's no fat at all. Right. Also, funny enough, you mentioned cornflakes. Cornflakes was also an accident. It wasn't exactly... It was... They were trying to make granola. Right. um, Which it's not granola, but... um, Actually, the whole Kellogg Brothers... Oh, that's a whole uh, thing with, like, no... Story is Anti-Jackoff and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe it's a dump. I mean, I've I've heard some podcasts of it, but the Kellogg brothers is pretty fascinating. So anyway, yeah, that could be like a historical dump, like how we talked about maybe Harry Houdini is a dump because of how silly it is. Mm, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, I we had an email from someone that was very not down with Harry Houdini as a dump, but anyways, uh, the original <laughs> intent was to use Alestra in any and all foods, but the FDA was concerned that marketing so-called top of the pyramid foods as being less fattening would encourage people to overindulge. The other problem was the added vitamins. The FDA assumed that the general public would see the non-fat label coupled with the additional vitamin content and think that not only were Alestra foods less fattening for you than regular versions of the foods, but in fact, they were really good for you. Oh, it also caused diarrhea. 
<laughs> like that's the main yeah. fucking thing that they found. Like the FDA is like, okay, look, like we get it. It it makes zero fat content, but you're thinking about putting this like in candy and fucking chips and like like all of this stuff that's really bad for you. And people don't need to be eating that much of that shit, even if it isn't like you know filled with fats and we're finding yeah. that it's making people poop because the molecules are too big to be absorbed so the chemicals that are being sorted out from the food during digestion are finding their way out through your butthole that's the yeah. science of the olestra poop finding their way out the butthole they just uh, but no i also <laughs> want to say that um you know also at this particular time, especially in the 80s, I mean, because, you know, in addition to sort of these weight loss fads and stuff, I mean, sometimes even the the mentality or even the science behind it can change. And in the 80s, you know, that's what it was. It was fat content um, was the main sort of culprit. And, and that's why yeah. you, there's because there's there was actually and this is why they were trying to get it through is because that having things have less fat content was very successful in the 80s uh, and 90s in terms of marketing. You started seeing like fat-free yogurt, low-fat milk. Um, and it's funny because now kind of the, um, I guess people, I don't, and again, we're not scientists, but I know that now, you know, sugar is kind of seen as like, no, the sugar is going to yeah. is way less healthy. And now people are saying, you know, like, okay, certain kinds of fats are okay and it's not just about straight up fat content or calories even per se um but at this time something like that like just oh how much fat or how much calories in right it? these these were like people's main concerns well it's because it's in the word fat like like no one like looks at like a large person and says like oh you look sugary it's like you're fucking fat so if you get a food that says no like low sugar or sugar free it doesn't hit as hard as like non-fat fat free yeah, yeah like fat fucking it's fucking fat free you know it, it's like the <laughs> It's, it's the taboo of the word fat. I'm, I'm, I'm working um, out some shit here. Uh, he's working out some shit. Also, I want to say you mentioned the food pyramid, and I think that that almost in a way is a culture dump. Yeah, because who the uh, fuck even know, cares? Like, you look at the food pyramid and you're kind of like pretzels. I mean, is I mean, pretzels, I love pretzels, but like, <laughs> get your I mean, grains. Come on, like, who are we kidding? Like a pretzel is just not. I don't think that that really should count. No. Um, and I just don't hear, I mean, I don't know. And maybe that's because we've hit this social media super evolved thing where now people have so many different niche ways of explaining how to live a healthier life. But the food pyramid just feels very Dated. elementary school vibes. Yeah. And no one is talking. I mean, if anything, I hear people being like the food pyramid is total bullshit. I don't hear anyone talking about, I mean, mix that with like now everyone doesn't trust the government. So it, it just feels <laughs> well because like, it's a triangle, bro. And if you look at a dollar bill and you see the pyramid, pyramid. yeah, <laughs> exactly. We don't trust pyramids. They're built by aliens what is, and uh, rich. What is government at the top people. of the food pyramid? What is candy? The, the eye? Fats and oils. Mm. Like all the good stuff. There you go. All the good stuff that people would want something like Olean to be used in, so they could eat more of it. Um, but the thing was with preparing foods with Olestra, you needed a lot of it, and the FDA was also concerned because they don't, they couldn't tell what the long-term effects of ingesting that much of the chemical would be, especially over a long period of time. So it's like, like. Okay, we know that in these sample subjects that we're like testing on these guinea pigs, essentially, like mm -hmm. they're fine if we give them only this much. But like, what if someone's like filling their house with Olestra products for like 10 years? We don't know what that could do to someone, you know, because we've never pushed through an additive like this before. Um, also, the test groups were very inconsistent. They couldn't really narrow down just how common the poo-poo side of the side effects were. You know, like it seemed like, oh, well, it affected this person, it affected this person. But like, we don't know mm -hmm. if they were already predisposed to this or not, you know? Yeah. Maybe chips just make gonna, them poop, you know? Yeah, I was going to get into to some of that I found out in a, in a bit. But yeah, it's, you know... I mean, I guess, who knows? Honestly, it seems like the entire FDA approval process is probably this like very fascinating and convoluted world. And I'm sure, sure not yeah. without its own little corruptions or big corruptions. Oh, um, no shit. It, <laughs> yeah. But it definitely, and I mean, even to, again, to people who generally have become a lot more cynical uh, in terms of like 
trusting the government, which is I'm just going off just this baseline thing that's just right. been yeah. happening where where people, everyone feels like they're being informed of their own stuff. Uh, I will say I still feel like to a certain degree, like the FDA approval seems to hold like a certain kind of gravity uh, even to this day. I mean, again, now, if you get into very health conscious people, they might start to be pushing products on you that aren't necessarily yeah. approved. But but there are I will feel like I just feel like sometimes there is you still are like, oh, well, this thing is FDA approved. And it gives it can it still has some resonance of being like it's okay for me to eat or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like with a lot of these like health supplements and stuff, it's like, well, it's all natural, so it's you know we didn't even take it to the FDA. It's like, well, look, if you pick up a fucking like fruit off of the vine and eat that, or like an herb or something, that's gonna be all natural. It doesn't need approval. But when you're throwing all this shit together in some weird synthesizing process, you know, and then putting it in a gel cap, like, yeah, that should probably be tested, you know, because like yeah, we just don't know. It's, you know, what it's the, made in a lab and it was made on accident, you know, right? So, so it, but that's part of it. Also, sorry, one last thing is yeah. just that also Procter and Gamble, I mean, because what we're like late 80s, early 90s ish with them just trying to get this shit to go through. Oh, God, uh, but <laughs> so this product, this product to be approved uh, at this point, it's been almost like 15 or so years of Procter and Gamble spending like millions of dollars yeah. on this product. Because what that's what I'm saying is like they are funding these labs to be making these compounds. So when they see something like this has potential marketability, they are putting all this money into it uh, in hopes because if it does get approved and if the marketing works, the payoff could be massive. It's huge. So I well, also it, find that really interesting too. It had the potential to change the like the world of foods as we knew it, you know, that that's really what we're dealing with here. In an attempt to speed up the now unlikely FDA approval, in 1990, Procter & Gamble decided to narrow their focus to just savory snack foods, i.e. chips, pretzels, crackers, etc. In 1993, Procter & Gamble were granted an extension on their patent, which was due to expire in 1995. Then, on June January 24th, 1996, after over $200 million in research costs and just one day before the renewed patent was due to expire, the FDA approved the use of Olestra as a food additive in savory snack foods. That's the thing. I guess there are different like categories. Like You can't just be like, yeah, this is good on everything. Like Dip your fucking chicken nuggets in Olestra and fucking mm. like, spring, like mix it into your fucking protein shake in the morning and do it. They're like, no, like narrow it down so we have like a tighter market to kind of like observe so they're like okay mm. chips you know like something that's fatty that people eat a lot of that could really benefit from having a zero fat content you know because they're not Brilliant. trying to like put it in like health foods or something to make that even less you know fatty than than they already were they, they they're going for the worst things for you and using that it's then, kind of, yeah yeah it's the the vibe is this bad thing it's kind of it's kind of like guilt free i guess is what the idea is guilt free like baby you can, you can you can still do it and just you can worry less never feel guilty about your pleasure ever again yeah yes especially when it means giving me money now the the catch was that the snack manufacturers using Olestra, which again was branded as Olean, were required to include a disclaimer on the packaging that warned consumers, and this is what the warning actually said, quote, this product contains Olestra. Olestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stools. Olestra inhibits the absorption of some vitamins and other nutrients. Vitamins A, D, E, and K have been added, end quote. So it literally, on your bag of snacks, it would tell you this might cause loose stools, and it also is fucking with your body's ability to absorb, like, essential nutrients but let's put it out you know yeah. it's like fuck it we put you know cigarettes may cause cancer throw that on the side of the box people still smoke like fucking crazy so like, right you know. and not you know and then the famous obviously you see these new medications always and the joke for the last i don't oh, know how yeah. long has been that the, you seen these commercials the you seen these yeah this yeah the side effects that they legally have to say sometimes the list of side effects can last longer than the actual effects that it's supposed to do, you know, like that's half of the commercial is the side effects. Um, so, yeah, or the yeah, side effects are worse. Just go for it. 
Yeah, they're they're also worse yeah. than like the shit that you have that you're taking the medicine for. But yeah, again, that's been like that's like talking about airplane food. Like if you're a stand up, like that is like very yeah. low hanging fruit for a, a stand up bit. Now, and so is this we're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While the requirement of a loose stool warning seemed like a death blow to the whole project, the wizards over at Frito-Lay designed a series of packaging that was so loud and busy that most folks wouldn't even notice. Or they did notice and they just didn't care because they're like, fuck it. Like, sometimes you eat too many chips. Sometimes you, you maybe have a little wet fart squeak out. You know, it's like it's just the price you pay for delicious snacks. I mean, I'm going to admit I don't nest I don't read every label of every single thing that I put in my body, so hell um, no. Um that's I'm just going to admit it. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess remember maybe if I I remember having these at, at my house, like, and my mom, but, like, seeing all the shit on TV about it and being like, ooh, like, I'm scared to eat these chips. But then also being like, I'm going to eat some and see if I poop. Like, because they would have, like. <laughs> then uh, there's then there's Ryan, who's just going to do it just to see what happens. The gambler, the yeah. wild card, yeah. Um, but on the packaging, you know, it, it would have the, all the logo and everything. And then at the very bottom corner, it would say, oh, lean and a, and a, symbol that very much resembled a york peppermint patty so it just seemed very fresh it definitely doesn't look like the like the brand logo of something that would make you shit yourself um but then yeah you turn around the back and like just in case you're one of those people that are like how many chips are actually in one serving here i don't want to overdo it you would like be like you know perusing the back of the bag and then it would be like by the way loose stools so the, the first other thing is yeah. it's those sorry just those this product i mean the chips it's they're also kind of like yeah there's a serving size but it's like no eat all the chips i mean pringles is literally like once you pop you can't stop I yeah mean, they're they're they are they are addictive like you can't you want it you're never i've never eaten a serving of chips no it'd be torture that's just you know well i mean yeah I, I, exactly and like I mean, the serving size thing is just so fucking silly. So the first actually funny, you should mention this. Uh, the first snacks to get the Olean treatment were Pringles. A test rollout was done in 1996 in Ohio, where the, I guess they figured they needed uh, Olestra the most. And the new product proved to be very popular upon the initial release. So in 1998, Frito-Lay introduced an entire line of Olean products that included Lay's, Doritos, Ruffles, and Tostitos. The chips boasted less than half the calories per serving as regular chips with zero fat content. And hungry for guilty free snacks, the American public went crazy for wow chips. That's what Frito-Lay called them. It was wow, W-O-W with an wow exclamation chips. point. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and again, they made the packaging so fucking boom in your face, so you might not even uh, have a chance to read the label on the back. Um, so yeah, they were called exactly. wow chips, whereas Pringles um, were not wow. They were just called like fat-free Pringles. That's the deal. Within the first year of the national rollout, Frito-Lay's wow chips raked in a profit of $357 million, and Olean Pringles raked in about $100 million. Uh, it's also worth Worth noting that the like wow chips and fat free Pringles cost more than the regular ones. You you had to pay for the privilege to, you know, have loose stools and mm -hmm. abdominal cramping and not be able to absorb your vitamins and all that stuff. No, um, you're paying for the you're paying for the privilege of eating the chips guilt free, Ryan. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. I mean, at this, and at this point, this stuff really wasn't I mean, I guess that's part of it. It was on the label, but it's yeah, it just there was this glorious window in which the chips <laughs> the sa the sales and the hype uh was actually fueling that was bet that was bigger than the claims and the right. what will be the downfall people just the public was not fully aware like i mean it's just also interesting how these things happen because basically the product itself is taking off it's soaring it's doing great um and there is the label on the chip bag itself, but there is this sort of public consciousness thing where for a second, it just hasn't quite, the connection yeah. still hasn't been made between these chips and bad shits. Right. And we're about to witness that happen. 
Yeah, the mudslide in real time. Yeah. Um, the mudslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, also, you know, it, like you said, it, it takes a while for people to know this. Like, the companies knew that this could happen to a select few people. But, and I'll get to why they're, you know, the comparison between, like, the people that they tested it on and the general public, why the effects were different. But, like... Essentially, yeah, like maybe a, the first wave of consumers buy the chips, a couple of them get runny shits or loose stools or what have you. And they're like, maybe that's just me, you know, but then more and more people have it. Then it's like water cooler talk where it's like, do you have those new chips? Like makes you shit your pants. And then you realize it's not right. just me. We're all in this together. And then it becomes the group consciousness. And then it becomes the big uproar. You know, it's like that's uh, true. It's like yeah. patient zero. You know, the first person true. to shit their pants probably thought it was just them and like, oh, I better slow down on the chips they didn't know yeah, it wasn't really their might, fault and you might be a little embarrassed or something so you might not necessarily <laughs> say anything about it yeah i guess also that's part of it is there's a difference between sort of a warning label saying this may cause and it's a claim and then what's what you're saying is what's happening is people are starting to actually eat these chips and if they eat more than the serving because like you said if you eat the serving technically you might not uh experience any of these side effects but yeah. if you eat more than the serving once it, once that ole- the olestra is in your body that's when they notice that it could really affect your bowel movements so then once people are actually starting to have the product uh and reporting and complaining I yes. mean, to the point where like they're getting tons of complaints then that's where it's like people are starting to talk and then it starts to make sort of like the news which yeah. is like kind of what we're getting into yeah, and the serving size thing too. It's funny because like a CEO of like Frito Lay could always be like, "Well, you're not supposed to eat fucking half the bag, dumbass." You know, like it reminds me of this Onion article from like years ago where it was like Subway CEO horrified to find out people aren't sharing footlongs. Like, and it's like you're never supposed yeah. to eat the whole thing yourself. It's like that's like kind of their their safety net of like, well, yeah, if you eat a whole fucking bag of this shit, you might have some loose stools. But like yeah. we don't, we're not saying to do that. It specifically tells you what a serving is. Um, also, right, but then again, but then like with the sorry to cut you off, no, but no, then yeah. like the they're saying that, but then also the advertisement is like like go crazy, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, go so. fucking crazy. So um, I want to play a little clip here. This is from I think it's Richmond, Virginia. It's like a, a local news spot about oh, like these new chips, they're fat free, but do they taste as good? And it's like it's seriously some of the most underwhelming man on the street reactions I've ever heard. And it's fucking hilarious. So this is people in the supermarket trying wow chips with Olean for the first time. The new chips come in all types of flavors, everything from the skeet barbecue to nacho cheesier. And they look just like any other chip. Of course, the bag promises fat free with all the taste. So we put these chips to the test. How is it? Good. Tastes good. So what do you think of it overall? I love it. Would you buy some? Oh, yes. Adequate? Adequate? Would you believe it that these are totally fat-free? No. Pretty good. What do you think now? They're the new WOW chips, and they are totally fat-free. I can't tell the difference. The little warning on the back kind of makes you a little nervous, you know, the, about the um, nutrients being pulled out. So that's why I probably won't buy them because of that. But as far as the taste, what oh, do you they think? taste just like regular. The guy's literally just like they're adequate. Like he says, they're adequate. Yeah. Like when he that is the most them. neutral descriptive word. <laughs> and I love how the adequate. one the one lady did read the label and she's just like, yeah, the thing about the uh, nutrients and the vitamins that's kind of concerning. So I probably wouldn't buy them. It's like, did did you did you stop reading the label there? Cause like there's more right. like what about the shitting your pants like that's fine but I need my vitamins you know it's like make me shit my pants all you well, want but give me my vitamins A E D and K I'm trying to like I don't know I'm trying to justify it I don't know if like may cause loose stool I mean loose stool I mean that also it's a little vague I mean <laughs> saying stool first it's like off, a Grateful like, I mean, Dead song. Yeah, loose stool, October 3rd, Groovy. 93. Um, I mean, come on. Like, people don't really say, like, stool is kind of one of those, like, that's a sneaky way of saying it. Stool. Loose yeah. stool. Like, there's a, there's a slight abstraction to, like, runny shits. I yeah. mean, you can't obviously Ass say sneeze. shit. 
<laughs> like they're not they're yeah they're, they're not really like giving you the the full it's like like an octopus's ink is like essentially like what's gonna be happening but also i'd rather have a loose stool than a tight stool a tight stool uh does not sound as appealing and so, to, just to tease out your outline, I think what we're going to find is we're going to find a better way of saying loose stool later on. We're gonna and that's going to be a we're going to we're going to find a way that's going to really uh, stick in people's minds. Drive so, it home. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. Because there's the there's the sneaky FDA label language where tons of lawyers all meet with the FDA to find the most like friendly way to put this label like this warning out. And then there's the scientific explanation in medical terms, which is a whole fucking other thing yeah. because they're not pulling any punches when, when I, a I doctor guess- talks about it. Yes, I guess the last thing I'll say about loose stool is it just sounds like a old. It sounds like something someone would say in like World War One, like loose <laughs> stool. Like it just has an old timey feel, and sometimes the, the that can just make you feel a little removed from the present. Like you can't. My you dearest Darla, the the chow you know, here on the battlefield is no good. Gives me loose you know, stool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just oh, kinda, how I you're miss like, you. Well, what is that? That you know you don't necessarily relate. Anyway, this yeah. is me struggling to. F- understand right well, hey take it no easy struggling idea. you know there's a loose <laughs> stool you know you don't want to <laughs> rupture anything so it seems we're allowed to make as many poop jokes on this episode as we want normally uh it, you know they're few and far between but this one we're going for it it seemed that the loose stool warnings was of no concern to consumers but that did not stop late night shows and comedians from writing endless olean jokes the flood of olean jokes coincided with the flood of customer complaints that began to bombard the frito-lay customer service department now there are tons of these jokes um i, I we're gonna play one sample here at the end but i just wanted to give you a quick example uh for instance jay leno he had a whole deal about how the fat-free Pringles um, might make might make you poop your pants or whatever. So if you finish the whole can, make sure you hang on to the can because you might need it. You know, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jay then, Leno, of course, just yeah, yeah. It is what it is. And then Robin Fucking Williams, though, uh, at Robin Williams, I think it's live on Broadway. Uh, like it's something that came out in 2002. He was saying, look. If your ass explodes, it's not a side effect. That is the effect. Like, that is an effect. That's not just a side effect. And that was his whole bit. But I want to play probably the most in-your-face of all the bits. This is a You know that we've hit a low when we're playing shit from late 90s fucking mad TV. Okay? Like, we're not Uh, even... I'm going to, you know, Mad TV is kind of getting its due, I think. I think people are starting (laughs) to realize... It's what? It's due. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I'm I a just, baby, dude. I'm, I'm six saying, years old. It's it's getting its props. I'm just saying. I think people are starting to uh, come around to Mad TV. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. So this is a Mad TV uh, parody bit for a fake product called Clo- Chlorestra. Chlorestra. Well, well, you'll hear it. If your family is anything like mine, they like eating snacks made with new fat-free fat substitutes, but they can cause anal leakage. And that can be a problem. Well, flush those problems right down the toilet because now there's Cholestra, the new fat substitute with 10% less anal leakage. That's right, 10% less anal leakage. Just think of the convenience that 10% less anal leakage brings. Honestly, though, like that could have been used as an actual commercial if they like tweaked the product. And like, I'm sure people would be like, oh, they fixed it. Let's go get more <laughs> of these fat-free chips. Yes. Um, was it, oh, why am I blanking? Deborah. what's uh, her name? Ah, uh, uh, fuck. Deborah Williams. Yeah. Deborah Williams. So good, right? Isn't that her name? Yeah, and Aerie Spears. A, yes. Uh, I don't know. There was a lot of funny people on Mad TV. Sure. I think the real, the real ones, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I love I love that bit. I think it's just like Deborah it's, Wilson. Deborah, Deborah Wilson. Deborah Wilson, sorry. that's what it was. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's a good one. That's just like a, a quick example, but everyone was talking about this. There was cartoons about it. I remember seeing a mad magazine, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Alfred E. Newman in like a diaper eating a big bag of Olean chips, and it said his famous catchphrase, What me worry. Like that was like the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. 
So, in an attempt to save face, Procter & Gamble claimed that Olestra products pose no more of a threat to one's gastrointestinal system than beans or broccoli would, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, this response did little to stop the tidal wave of complaints, about 16,700 within the first year. The complaints ran the gamut from stained underwear, yellow globules leaking out of one's anus, difficulty wiping, and extreme stomach cramps. Globules. Uh-huh. Like, that is the yeah. fucking harshest, grossest. Like, you know when you see a car, like a baby with a big snotty nose and like a big snot bubble like comes out and pops i'm picturing that yes. as my butt like after eating a ton of fucking doritos yeah i mean that's just ooh, that is an image you know <laughs> globules that is an image and this is where where it's starting to get real yeah these complaints are not like that to me is different than loose stool right yeah also like, difficulty like wiping is... like like it just won't stop like it never ends no matter what or it's like uh yeah i mean you know like when you have a bunch of grease in a pan you try and wash it and the oil and the water like kind of like bounce off each other like is that what like who, what's it's happening exactly i mean it's oily it's because it's oil that's <laughs> running through your body i mean it's exactly like that oil is harder to clean up i mean that's exactly what's happening yeah uh, i'm just gonna um, take this bag of chips to the tub apparently. You know, yeah. like just you have to eat a whole bag of chips like while in the bathtub to even like stand a chance. But also, I love the extreme stomach cramps. And this is some very, you know, like all the women, you know, listeners out there. And I mean, a lot of men listeners, you're going to see how silly this is. So some folks had said that the cramps were akin to giving birth, which to me is such a fucking like dudes thing to say where it's like yeah these chips that made me fucking poop my pants literally make me feel exactly the same as like when a woman gives birth dude it's as like shut the I fuck don't up don't know what it feels like yeah at all it's yeah. like it's like you having to go doo-doo because you ate too many fat-free chips is not you giving birth dog like why yeah. why are we always trying to steal the uh, thunder away from the ladies you know so Amid the oily concern, Washington Center for Science and the Public Interest conducted their own study of the products and even acquired a confidential document from Frito-Lay, which laid out the percentage of test subjects who experienced unfortunate side effects from Olestra. It was discovered that 3 to 9% of test subjects suffered from anal oil leakage, while underwear spotting occurred in 5%, and other digestive issues were experienced by another 7%. Once it was made public that the companies producing these snacks were well aware of the side effects, sales began to slump. Or you could say that the market took a dump. Um, the problem with... Com- the, yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead, go for it. Uh, sorry, no, yeah, that the phrase, anal leakage. That, um, that became the trademark of Olean, anal leakage. It, it seems potentially... That that phrase really, because like we said, at the same time, all these comedians, late night, the radio shows, like it's just such fodder. It, it's like, what's the deal with airplane food? Like, have you heard about this Alestra? You know, like, yeah. I mean, or Olean? Like, I'm sure. So it's such a late 90s thing to, um, oh, let's start with this. And then, like, let's just riff on this thing. But it's like the joke is kind of presenting itself already. Like, I don't even know what you'd be adding to it. But that phrase, apparently, anal leakage, like, had a huge, it had, like, a huge spike in this time period. And it, it seems like it possibly entered into, like, public vernacular because of Olean. Because I have always, like, I've, I feel like the word, the phrase anal <laughs> leakage is very, I'm very familiar with that phrase. And I never really... <laughs> Like I didn't know that there was I didn't know that there was an origin for it. Does yeah. that make sense? The origin tale of of anal leakage. Yeah, I used to be loose stools until one night I became anal leakage. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know it's like, but again, loose stool sounds way friendlier than fucking anal leakage. Like like a running faucet, yeah. you know, in a fucking yes. like at the end of the hallway in a haunted house. 
So the problem with comparing the amount of actual customers who experience these problems to those who are part of the test runs, if you will, is that the test subjects were given measured out single servings of the chips as recommended on the packaging, but no one just eats one serving of chips. And with people believing the chips could be eaten in mass without consequence, the tendency for customers was to overindulge, which was the FDA's concern from the very beginning. It was projected that WoW chip sales would continue to grow and eventually pass the billion dollar mark. With this optimism fueling the Alestra industry, plans were made to create a whole line of salad dressings, desserts, and other foods. But by the year 2000, sales dropped to below half of the initial profits seen in 1998. Frito-Lay, as well as Procter & Gamble, blamed the warning label included on the snacks, which they felt served as a deterrent. No shit. Yeah. That, like, no one wants to buy a snack that literally they know is going to cause loose stools or anal leakage. So I found a, a couple interesting clips from this time. Uh, one I want to play for you. It was a U.S. consumer watchdog group called the Center for Science and Public Interest, the CSPI. Uh, and this is a press conference they had urging the FDA to ban Alestra. So let's hear that really quick. The FDA must protect the public from an additive that has already caused severe symptoms and might even cause deaths if those symptoms occurred when the victim was engaged in a risky activity such as swimming or driving. It's only a matter of time before products containing Olestra cause deaths. The only thing that should die is Olestra itself. Yeah, it's just like I think that the saying like people could die i mean that was just something that wasn't really being recorded like how um, much is leaking that, <laughs> like for you to right. die um but you know i guess just saying because it could lead because of the lack of vitamins or it could contribute to heart problems or you know like i see kind of but it, it seems like a huge leap in logic to be like people are dying but uh, my whole point of that is like this is in this time period where this kind of this is the 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 big pop culture part of it where it really became this thing and now yeah. you have like people in press conferences saying like oh lean will kill people if we don't stop it you know um which i do i do think that that's just like a little wild of a phrase to say given that i don't think there have been any deaths like associated with eating these particular potato no. chips or whatever um and i guess it's just kind of really getting into this hype period of of Olean and you got all the you got Jay Leno Robin Williams then I found this other uh clip which I don't like it's probably just better to watch the whole video or maybe we'll post the whole video but and maybe this was possibly even a direct response but uh I found a video of Rush Limbaugh uh defending Olean oh, yeah, Olene, yeah, uh, yeah for about don't take my eight chips or nine minutes yeah and basically what he's saying is that you know, he's saying, I eat these chips and they don't make me shit. So, you know, these studies must be wrong. And like, yeah, get your like, give me where are my freedoms? Like, I wow. should be able to freely. Wow. Is right. Wow. Chips. Yeah. But, um, oh, my God. But also, there is, it, what, what better of a to watch the whole video? Like, what yeah, better of a spokesperson just, for fat-free chips than fucking Rush Limbaugh? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're, it's, not, you're not selling really, any bags of chips here, bud. It's really surreal. I feel like in the video, he's also... It's like he had a TV show in the 90s, and so he has a studio audience, and I feel like he's doing a couple of these very sort of American, like, these are my rights, like, don't take away my rights moments, <laughs> uh, where, which, like, seem, like, very... Uh, you would you would imagine like after some of these kind of don't take away my rights moments there'd be like an applause from the audience but it never comes and i think it's because the audience is like a little confused like why he's like going <laughs> so hard for like this thing that everyone's just saying is like maybe you shouldn't maybe it should be a you should ban it just because it's like it makes everyone shit bad yeah but that being saying is i'm saying i feel like maybe the ban was a little extreme or maybe the, like the i don't know what it is exactly but it just it got into some pretty interesting legal territory. Yeah. And my anus, my and then, choice. Yes, and then Rush Limbaugh made it political. Oh you know, my god, dude! Anything that that psycho has to say, um, 
but I, I guess I just found these two extremes of like Rush Limbaugh making it this like life and liberty thing. <laughs> and then also the FDA being like, this could possibly kill you, even though that's like really doesn't seem to be the case. Your brains might leak out of your ass if you eat these chips in abundance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But here's so. the other thing, though, is most other countries refuse to even carry Olean products. Like, much of Europe and Canada wouldn't even carry this shit because they're just like, this is a weird, sketchy additive that came out of fucking nowhere. Even though it had, you know, decades of, you know, research behind it and stuff, they're like, you, like this doesn't seem right, and, like, why should chips have, like, an FDA warning label on them? Like, just make, like, if the chips that are supposed to be so unhealthy for you don't need it, the chips that are supposed to be better for you certainly shouldn't need a fucking warning label you know like the yeah. reputation and just I, grew yeah. and it and it really is absurd that you know again just you gotta watch this whole rush limo video but it's just so absurd that he's it's like it's not they're not trying to take away your right except for if you're right to shit your pants like that's <laughs> is that what you're going for it's my yeah, business i mean it's just it's fucking insane Wow, so. that's fucking hilarious, dude. And so after much deliberation and corporate begging, the FDA allowed Frito-Lay to remove the warning label from their Olean products in 2003. But the damage was done. In 2004, Frito-Lay rebranded Wow as Light. So Lay's Light, Doritos Light, blah, blah, blah. The attempt at salvation failed as most folks seemed to prefer chips that were bad for you over chips that would cause anal leakage. They just said, you know what? Maybe yeah. I just don't eat chips that much. Like, you know. Like, maybe I just right. eat them when I want some chips, not like eating them all the fucking time because mm -hmm. they're not they're They don't have any fat. I mean, ultimately, yeah, like you said, the damage was done. I mean, once you make that association, it's just really hard to recover, though. Somehow Chipotle did it. Um, uh, yeah, because they had a they're like more popular than ever, even though they had like a huge E. coli thing, whatever. I don't get it. Uh, but also, in a way, there was sort of this interesting legacy because basically when Frito-Lay, the, re removing the warning labels, um, another thing, another result of this that the FDA allowed is that when products um, were adding vitamins, like the way that they were, because, you know, they're adding certain vitamins like A and D and uh, K because they were being stripped yeah. by the Olean bonding to it. Uh you know, they had to include that that was why they were adding those vitamins into it. And in this early 2000s, the FDA basically said that you can just say the vitamins are added, but you don't have to say why. Right. So that actually kind of led to this like more widespread like fuckery of like people just saying things are added. And so then again, as a consumer, you're like, oh, it's got it's got vitamin A in it. Thanks, Fritos. It's not. <laughs> but it's not telling you why anymore. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like a weird, like little fucked up legacy part of it. If you're eating fucking junk food and it says vitamins added, they didn't do that as like a favor to you. Like the vitamins are added because some other fucked up shit's happening. Um, another weird side effect though of um, having the label that, that they discovered was that some people with serious pre-existing medical conditions or, or medical conditions that happen to, you know, come to come into existence in the in the person's body like as they're eating they were like oh this must just be the effect of olean when really they had like appendicitis or uh some like some serious like intestinal issue so like people were kind of ignoring or writing off these real problems they were having as just a side effect of the of the chips and that's something that procter and gamble used in their arguments as to why the label should be taken off because they're like hey like you're making everyone think that everything that f feels fucked up in their stomach and ass is from our chips but like people have real shit that's going on with their shit you know so that like all, yes. all that was happening so to it get i mean it got i mean this is a great dump it get it gets pretty <laughs> wild you know there's a lot i mean you're and i mean yeah i guess like that's almost arguing now that the warning label would kill people you know what i mean so yeah it's kind of this like Fuck. it's gotten pretty intense <laughs> 
That's it. They should just um, been like, you know what? No one gets any chips. No more fucking chips yeah. for anyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, no no more chips, only pirate's booty. So by 2015, all Olestra or Olean-infused snack foods had been discontinued under any name. The jig was up. But chemical companies are literally comprised of geniuses, and in 2009, a new use for Olestra was discovered. The same chemical used in millions of bags of chips that were eaten by millions of people was repurposed as an additive for paints and industrial lubricants. It is now used yeah. as a replacement for some petrochemicals because Olestra releases no toxic fumes. So Olestra has been commercially marketed and used in wood stains as well as lubricants for power tools. And we were eating that shit. Yeah. So again, I, it just, it's, goes it that's really absurd right it's yeah. like just you're you're trying to make the money and look your fucking chemical is useful and you still made a lot of money but like the insistence of like no this needs to go in food because you hadn't figured out how to make the fucking money yet yeah i mean that's disgusting they like, went from staining underpants that... to staining wood oh man did you just come up with that yes did you write that no, you have the outline in front Ryan, of you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, he's he's shoots from the hip. Yeah, just like Olestra, it stains. That's like should be their like catch-all <laughs> phrase, like for it. Yeah. So what does it all mean? Well, I guess it means that junk food is always going to be bad for you. There is no substitute for diet and exercise. If losing weight and staying healthy was easy, we would all be in ship shape. But that is just not how it is. It is sad that millions of people were so desperate for a quick fix to their dietary problems that they were willing to risk pants shitting instead of taking control of their nutrition. I'm not knocking fat-free or more health-wise versions of junk foods, but what I am saying is everything in moderation everything in moderation and i should probably uh take my own advice sometime but that's that's what it means <laughs> to me you know it's like look guys like we all wish that we could just sit on our non-leaking asses eating fat-free potato chips all day and drop pounds like a motherfucker but it's just not possible and i think olean taught us a valuable lesson you know like potato chips have delicious fats in them and we don't need to strip the chips of that we just need to recognize the danger of the chip but yeah exactly and and also i will say uh for what it all means i mean if it's too good if it sounds too good to be true that's because it probably is yeah and this is kind of <laughs> one of those things exactly <laughs> so this was uh a hundred percent our most poopy episode i don't think anything else we've talked about had had more poop in it um so good <laughs> you know i'm glad i'm glad yeah. we were able to you know make good talk about us. shit as much as much as we did um couple things we got to bring it all home yes um to the dump yes the dump the toilet yes exactly our glow our toilet globe um folks you listeners out there are you an artist would you like to contribute to culture dumps we would love artwork for our patreon series we have squirts docu dumps uh wdump ryan's report uh all kinds of exclusive shows on patreon.com slash culture dumps so you can like you know talk to us on our email at culture dumps at gmail.com or on instagram at culture dumps we will send you a prize if you make artwork for us that we want to use we will send you some very cool stuff in the mail also we do have a live event in the works that will be in early 2023 so stay tuned for more of that info it will be in los angeles uh, we know that much for a fact um you know again if you have any comments or concerns or suggestions for dumps send it to where i told the art folks to send it to culturedumps at gmail.com or on instagram at culturedumps um we're gonna play one more Olean commercial or Olestra commercial right now. Um, but this is one that like we kind of uh, added some of our culture dumps magic to it. This is how the commercials should have sounded. So stay tuned. And I'm Ryan Lichten, been joined by Parks Miller. Keep on dumping. The farmers have been bringing us their harvest for 45 years. Then the farm co-op brought me something different. <laughs> News that soybeans like ours could be used to make a cooking or fry up snack chips without adding any fat or calories. Hey, at Crisco, they figured without all the fat of regular chips, this Olean could help lots of people eat a little healthier. 
Well, all I say is doing good starts right in your own backyard. New Fat 3 a good place to start.